Welcome, bienvenue to the Fantasy Tools Podcast. This is the show where fantasy tools discuss fantasy tools. I'm your host, Eric Rentz, and I'm joined by my co-host, Michael Peterson. Our mission is to discuss fantasy baseball and the tools that we're developing that help us manage our teams. Cue that intro music. There's no easy way to talk about this uh, sad news coming out of the MLB with with Tyler Skaggs. Very sad news. Yeah, uh, I was when I saw the headline, I was like, "Wait, he's still playing? He was still playing the other day." Yeah, yeah. he's Tyler Skaggs is a guy that you think about, you thought about all the time, right? Because like he's always he was he's right there and like he's totally relevant. He's a yeah. I mean, he was a guy that was. Like if you look, if you dig down, if you dig down deep in the numbers, and you're someone who's like, okay, well, let's ignore this one glaring weakness. Like this could be a really good pitcher, you know? No, he was he was always a guy that you're rooting for him to really put it together. He's the kind of guy that you know you see the guys who are middling, and you're like, who's going to maybe become a superstar? And I always thought that he could, yeah. in a kind of Max Scherzer kind of way of like. We're right. all waiting for it, buddy. We're all waiting for it. And as soon as it's like, okay, it's done. No way that's going to happen. They blow up. Right. Well, uh, that's really sad. Yeah. Another guy at 27 years old. Well, let's turn our attention a little bit here to the MLB All-Star selections. Are you are you satisfied with, with the teams? Okay. It doesn't, ma- I, doesn't matter what I think. How upset are you? How upset are you right now? How triggered are you? I went through an entire cycle, which was I felt snubbed and angry. And then I realized if I feel snubbed, then maybe the whole Twins team feels snubbed. And this will energize us into the second half. That's my thought here. That's my current prevailing thought. I actually had a very similar thought, (laughs) uh, uh, specifically about uh, Barrios. (laughs) <laughs> Jose Barrios and I'm like Oof. at first I was like man I can't believe that he's not getting recognized and I was like Ooh. or or maybe this is a little fire under his Puerto Rican took us you, you know he's mad oh absolutely now he, now he's at a skill level that he can do something about it oh man yeah he, he really is I this could easily turn into a Barrios pod but we'll, we'll just leave it at um, disappointing disappointing showing for the twins but you know, we never play well in Cleveland anyway, so. <laughs> Wouldn't have been any good for us. I like, I, I was thinking, the other thing on the Jose Brios thing is I was talking to a Twins fan at a Twins game. Well, the All-Star, uh, <laughs> the All-Star, or two Twins games, back-to-back, actually. A, uh, right. A doubleheader that only counted for one. That's right. <laughs> um, I was talking about it, and it was like, I don't. I, I still don't understand how Twins fans don't even recognize that Barrios is the best pitcher on the team. Like Odorizzi, you, if you just look at the numbers and you like some of the strikeouts, you're like, this guy is good. But it's like Barrios is a better pitcher. I think there's. I think there's still a um, you know mentality of uh, the young upstart there. You know the Twins. Twins fans, we we prefer and 
for an established guy who's out there mm-hmm. he's been doing he's been toiling out there for years right on and, his second team when he's moved past yeah. the twins then you yeah so then like, you respect you know, him Phil Hughes is great. We love Phil Hughes. You know, Jake Odorizzi, we're like, you know, these are guys that we're in on. Barrios, I don't know, man. Where'd he come from? We raised him? Oof, I don't know. Irvin Santana? Yeah. Don't trust anything yeah, built in go. the Minnesota system. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. No, I. It, we'll see. We'll see. But I think, I think he's primed for a second half. I think the whole Twins team is primed for a second half. I am... Deep in like you... Vikings territory. Oh my on... gosh, <laughs> we're in trouble. This is so bad. We are in. We're in so much trouble. I'm so in though. Yeah, are they going to lose in four or five in the first round? No, they're not going to get to game five. That would be way too way too high of stakes. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the headline. Well, at least the Twins didn't bring us heartbreak in a five game series. <laughs> yep. Oh, what a positive. All right, this week on the pod, a new scraping project to try and give our teams a shot in the arm. We are going to look at minor league data. In the first half, I'll talk about how I pulled down some of the minor league data and the things that we might be able to do with it. And then in the second half, we'll talk about one specific application that Eric asked for. So here we go. All right, my team needs, both my teams, frankly, need a shot in the arm. And uh, it's, it's about that time to start rolling the dice for it, I think. I love it. You're already... You're already there. Well, first of all, we only have five weeks left in our home league. Okay, but so okay. So, oh, so you're meaning both? I thought you were talking about TGFBI. So I thought about this, and I think that the way that we want to tackle that I wanted to tackle this is try and figure out who's going to come up, try and figure out what's happening with some of the prospects. So I tried to set aside a little bit of time this week to think about that beyond just reading scouting reports. And that, to me, says that we already have a benchmark for this model, which is... We need to be better than the scouts. Can I do better with data scraping? No, not even that. My time spent, can I do better by building a scraping project and looking at it than I would have done if I'd spent the equivalent time just reading a blog? Fair enough. Prospect yep. information. Okay. So can I, do, can I do better than that? And we'll try and get to the bottom of that. How about this? Let me lay out some actual clear objectives so that we have a target. Let's do it. Step one, I wanted to learn about the minor league baseball data that's out there. What sort of data is available? Step two, I want to create a tracking system to identify players we want to keep an eye on and then try and predict how those skills in the minors translate to the majors, at least on some level. Try and figure out what the transferable skills that we're actually looking for might be. And I think this project is actually worthwhile for both TGFBI and our home league because in one in our home league we want to keep a long-term eye on prospects it's a keeper league or you know sort of a keeper league for the next few years and identify players in the TGFBI who might be good in the second half that we might actually want to uh, use to try and get a leg up this year yeah I think second half players are are something that you and I have not been great at identifying. You can just say that I've been um, bad at it. It's true uh I think a lot of people struggle on it, and some you know some teams ride go to championships because they picked up Billy Hamilton in twenty fourteen or whatever that year was that he came up and it's like, oh my God, there you go, you have your stolen bases taken care of, and he's only time they've ever ever hit above two fifty <laughs> exactly, and so I think. Part of, part of today's exercise is just simply like, can I familiarize myself with some of these names and figure out what's out there? Yep. 
So I actually have something really easy for you, which was I didn't even need to share a notebook with you because three lines of data, three lines of, of Python can give you every plate appearance in the miners this what? year. What? This is wild. So I just pasted it straight From MLB.com. From MLB.com. That so, is, that is crazy. MLB.com hides all of the prospect data, hides, hides all the minor league data. Um, somewhere deep in the bowels of the website. And they actually have this weird semi-outward-facing StatCast-like interface, uh-huh. which is annoying because it's a StatCast-like interface. <laughs> but uh, Darren you, you have it all there. And so if you know where to look, which is what I finally identified this week, you can get all the plate appearance data. And you get 20, let's see, 25 different fields of data, which is like, too many <laughs> but <laughs> no no but you can sort of do things with it so you get you get you get what i'll call diet stat cast data here because you don't actually get the batted ball velocity or the exit angle but you get the position that it lands in the field <laughs> and you fine. get you get the event type you get whether it's categorized into a line drive, um, fly ball, pop-up, grounder, which I found really useful. And so my my dream here was I wanted to be able to use this data that goes beyond just what I can see by looking at minor league box scores and see if we could turn that into something yeah. useful. And you also get, of course, which pitchers they're actually opposed to. So you get all the good stuff from from a plate appearance. You also get you get what count they hit the ball at. So there's some interesting stuff here if you wanted to tease out whether guys are going deep in counts or what. Wow, this is going to get insanely these data frames. Uh it's a big one. Yeah, I think I think there's 200 no, 400,000 entries. Yeah, I had 431,222. I wonder if the end of the year we're going to be able to actually do this. I was wondering that too. So this to be fair, um you could modify this a little bit and just go for just specific levels. Mm. So I let it scrape down all of the levels. But if you turn this, the level equals 11 gives you just AAA. Wow, this is good. So it's so there you go. Three lines and you, you can recreate everything that I really did here. That's wild. So how'd you figure that out? I went to the StatCast. I went to the StatCast webpage, like the, the, the light version of the StatCast. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like clicking. I was clicking around like the... Um, the prospect pipeline mm-hmm. on MLB.com. It's just like one of the tabs in the prospect pipeline is like just advanced data. And I was like, oh, advanced data? Like, yeah, sign me up. Please. And then, and then there was just, you only had to tweak one thing to get it to download as a CSV instead of, um, instead of displaying the stats. So, boom, we're done. Advanced data? Oh, yes, advanced data. Nice. So, right, well, that's a you know, that's what, I, that's, that's what I need in my life. Like, that's, oh, that's basically minor. what I am, right? I'm just, <laughs> that minor leagues, yes, yeah, sign me up for advanced data. Let's do it. No, Hans Zimmer is part of the Caribbean. Oh, this guy. Can you... Oh, man, this guy trying to take away from Hans Zimmer. Oh, look at this. The music of the film and its album is credited to Klaus... Badel, right? Badel, yeah. yeah. And producer Hans Zimmer. Okay, so it's cool. a, so so actually we're both right. How about we're both that? right? This is rare, never happens. rare occurrence. <laughs> wow, what oh, a man. day! 
and the audio so far has been, who knows, we'll find out. All right, Eric gave me a concrete problem this week, which was he said, well, I want to keep an eye on some Steels guys. And you already alluded to this once this pod with talking about Billy Hamilton in 2014. I okay. never talk about speed. <laughs> Maybe you can just solve your TGFBI problems by picking up one guy who's coming up to be a Steels specialist. That's the For dream, instance, dude. That is the dream. Is Terrence Gore not available in your league? Because he's definitely available in mine. Oh, he's available. Okay, but here, here's actually the problem right now, which is that, as I mentioned, we have diet statcast data, which means that we don't have sprint speed information. Because one of the things that, I, that we've talked about before that we do actually like is that you get sprint speed information from Darren Wilden. He creates, um, he creates sort of an interesting interactive for you. Mm-hmm. So we do have that for the majors, and so you have a sense of like, okay, well, these guys are, it correlates really well with the guys that are stealing, obviously. <laughs> the guys that are fast, the guys that are way up there in the sprint speed are the guys that are stealing. And so I thought, okay, well, how can I sort of try and tease this out at the minor league level? So here's what I did. Created an approximation to find the guys with the most infield singles this year in AAA. Ooh, okay, I like it. All right, so this was sort of, so this this starts as a computer vision problem because <laughs> you get you get the as I alluded to before, you get all the positions of where the balls are fielded, and if you just plot that, you get something that looks like a baseball diamond. Did you just <laughs> say computer vision problem? That's a okay. First of all, that's a well-known field. Okay, can we just say visualization? What's wrong with what's wrong with visualization problem? No, because the idea is you need you want the computer to see what you are seeing. <sighs> it's not visualization. I need the computer to identify the features that I'm looking at. Because if you plot the x and y data for where the ball is fielded, you see the baseball diamond. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you see where the players are standing. Mm-hmm. Because you see the pockets in the outfield, you see the pockets in the infield, you see the bunts, like you see everything. You see the the pop ups into foul territory. Mm-hmm. You can see where the home, where you can see where the fence is, where balls are in no man's land if they hit right on the fence versus going over. <sighs> this is like this is geocomputation. This is my problem with geocomputation. You had all these terms. <laughs> Oh right, because geocomputation is is much more is much less jargony than computer vision. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it is. No, that's my my point. That's my oh, point. Is that it's the same thing? Geocomputation. No, you gotta make the, make sure that the computer sees it. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> we have invented the Terminator eyeballs yet. Uh, basically. Anyway, we sound terrible right now. But all I was trying to do, all I wanted to do was identify whether a ball was hit in the infield or not. And so I had to, I just created a really rough cut to identify whether a ball was fielded in the infield or not. And then I simply selected on whether, when it was actually a hit. So everything that was fielded in the infield, select if it's actually drops for a single, and then see who got the most of those. I like that. I, I mean, I get it. I, I feel like we're just at the point in the season where that's, like, feasible to, like, you know, you don't have Joey Votto, like, somehow legging out a single from the infield. No, so I, I agree with that. And you were at a point where there's, like, you know, 300-ish plate appearances for a bunch of these guys that have been in AAA the whole time. 
mm-hmm. that have been in AAA the whole year. So you have a good sample. I mean, there are there are multiple guys. There's I think twenty five guys that have more than sixteen infield hits this year, and that's I mean that's a lot. Okay, sixteen infield hits. Like, I haven't seen sixteen infield hits this year watching baseball. No. <laughs> so anyway. I just selected on okay who had the who has the most infield uh, infield singles and wanted to see. Then I thought I would test okay does that actually correlate with how many stolen bases these guys have? And this worked way better than it had any right to work. I don't know what's going on in the Mexican league, but they are legging out singles in the infield like crazy effort, man. I, but no, but it's a combination of both effort by the batter and non-effort by the infielders. That t- or pitcher. I mean, if it's infield, it's uh, also like you know, largely the pitcher's uh, purview. Well, I can look and make sure that it's not all the same pitcher. But yeah, a bunch of these guys on this list are <laughs> <laughs> are in are in, the, in the Mexican league in AAA, uh, which is totally relevant because those guys those guys can easily come up, and we get no information on them. None. None at all. Basically. I mean, I, I feel like I get basically no information on them. But a couple of the guys that have that have just huge numbers. Like, one guy, Carlos Figuera, has 35 infield singles in the minors this year. And he, is, he has good stolen base numbers, too. So, uh, I, would, I would keep an eye on him. He's going to make it. Ooh, I like this guy. Oh, we have talked about Zach Granite before. Yes, we have. Uh, Zach Granite. Zach Granite has legged out 32 infield singles this year. And if you look, uh, if you look at his stolen base numbers are are pretty good. Uh, a couple other, I mean, there's a bunch of guys on here that I think are, are interesting. First of all, this also flags, like, as, in terms of a smell test, this flags Rajat Davis. Yeah, that's yeah. good. <laughs> that's always good. A couple other guys that I think are, that we, you've probably heard of, Jorge Mateo, who I have on my team uh, as, as a long-term prospect. Um, plays for the A's. I think they could easily bring him up at some point this year. Uh, Corey Spangenberg, you have any interest in him? He's been up and down. No, I have no interest in him. Gotta steal some bases, though. He could. Um, and, uh, and then Eli White. Eli, so who is the person whose name, who do you think on this list? I, I feel like there's going to be one guy on this list who's going to get double-digit steals in the majors from well, this I point think forward. It's, I think there's a good chance it's it's Eli White because he he actually is he's actually a ranked MLB prospect. Ooh. Meaning he has meaning he's got something legit going on there. Um, also plays for the Rangers, so it's a kind of interesting interesting battle there going on between uh, him and Granite. Eli White and Zach Granite now, I guess. I didn't didn't realize that when I was putting this together. Um other than that, I would just watch Frankly, anybody coming out of the Mexican League, they are all legging out infield singles like crazy. Hopefully, they, and they hopefully have a chance to do that. Um, I mean, if you look up Johnny Davis, okay. who, who looks quite good, guy's got 42 steals this year in the Mexican League. The next highest guy has 25. So, <laughs> if Johnny Davis comes up, uh, he's he's kind of your boy here, I think. Okay, so I'm gonna need to keep my eye on Johnny Davis. Yeah, and I looked at this the other day, and 2017, he stole 52 bases in the minors. I mean, this is a guy who's got a uh, a long track record of stealing bases. This is going to be my guy. No idea, no idea why they're stashing him in the Mexican League right now, as opposed to putting him in their Pacific Coast League. Oof. 
Well, Pacific Coast League plays very differently. I know, I know, but but that is a more traditional feeder into the MLB. I mean, it's it's just not it's not exceedingly common to see someone come straight straight out from of the Mexican League into the MLB. Yeah, no, you know, you have to do a little bit of time. Well, I this is good work. We're gonna have to we gotta follow these guys and and just like put your zeitgeist scraper to see if anyone gets mentioned just to see if if it's time so that's that's exactly what i was thinking i mean that's sort of the the logical extension here is to marry it to some sort of sentiment analysis and and watch out for who's coming up yeah and we gotta double down on our zach granite love i'm i well i mean i'm having a hard time now because i thought he was on the twins and i was really pumped and now i'm less pumped (laughs) Zach Granite. I mean, it's such a great name. Oh, it is. It is a great name. But yeah, I um, I really can't believe how well this worked. I think this gives us a better... Frankly, I think this gives us a better sense than looking at the raw... Some of the raw steals numbers. Mm-hmm. That's true. You're right. I, I mean, that's what's... You, we always have... We're... We need to go second level more. We haven't lately. We've been talking a little bit more esoterically about modeling based on first level stats. Right. And so I wanted to get to something that was I like this because it was it was a theory like, oh well, I recognize that these guys get infield hits. Let's see if this actually works. Mm-hmm. And then also how do you boost the the data sample that you have? Because one of the things that's really nice about Statcast is that you get the sprint speed every single time they run down to first base. So Darren Woman can create this this huge library of what their average speed is. But without access to that actual stack gas data, we're stuck inventing our own system. And we always, and we love that. Let's be clear. <sighs> that we do. Alright, I think that about brings us to the review session. Brian Reynolds. Can we just call him Bert already? Yeah, I know. I can we uh, really, dude, could you just get your name changed? <sighs> Alright, 24-year-old outfielder for the Pittsburgh Pirates. He is on pace for 120 games this year, 405 at-bats, so he's a little little under a full season. 69 mm-hmm. runs, uh, 11 home runs, 57 RBIs, zero stolen bases, and he's currently sitting on a 351 average, but I took a little peek at uh, what's going on with his BABIP there, and it's not going to stay at 351 average. You don't think it's going to stay at 351 <laughs> that 437 babip you think is Yeah, I think I just think there's something there. I I think more damning to me is that I watched <laughs> I procrastinated and so I watched the game yesterday which was the 18 okay. to 5 uh Pittsburgh drubbing of the the Cubs and uh, he didn't really get in on it. <laughs> I right, he got a couple run, one run, one maybe? run, and and he got I think he got an RBI in like the seventh inning or something. It was already twelve to five, like pretty much you know the baseball equivalent of garbage time. Yeah, it, it's tough because he's not an everyday. He's not an everyday outfielder for them, right? And you were saying you were um you were giving the on pace numbers, which is what we've been what we've said last week. We need to do so. It's like so we're talking apples to apples. Um, he, um, yeah, and his BABIP is insane. He, he's got a 437 BABIP that's going to come down. If you, when you watch him playing, you're like, I, I don't, 
I don't really know how you. I watched the three for four game, uh, and it was like every single one of them. It's like, wow, he's gonna get on base as soon as he made contact. It's like he's gonna get on base. It's like I don't, I don't know how this, how is this even happening? Well, I mean, I would, I would juice the orange for as long as you possibly can. Like, you may as well. I mean, he's a young guy, and looking, looking at his his minor league stats because now I'm obsessed with minor league stats. He, uh, you know, he hit three sixty seven. In his games in the minors. Oh, he's a high so, average guy. So he's a high. I mean, yeah, that's that's his template. Um, but he's he's putting out a little bit more power than you might expect from this. Uh, his Doesn't stats, bring anything else to the table. His stats are good. I he looks fine in the field. Um, you know, he looks better than Corey Dickerson in the outfield. Who, like, <laughs> I mean, like I I love Corey that Dickerson, but dick. every time you have to see him in the outfield, it's like, oh, buddy. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Yeah, in my game, I was watching him, and he made what, you know, I spoiled, I got to say, spoiled from the Red Sox. And even watching Max Kepler when he's in right field, God, not in center field, when he's in right field, you know, you have above average, above competent um, outfielders. But the love that was being shown on him from the Pittsburgh announcers (laughs) when he made a routine... Um, <laughs> play in right field was in, uh, just laughable. No, it, it oh really yeah, no, like... we're gonna remember that. That was a great. He got to it before it got to the wall. That was a great, great cut. Way to go! And it's like, uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> his know, transfer from his glove to his hand done. was almost clean. <laughs> I mean, he, like <laughs> he only only two bounces to the cutoff, man. This is just <laughs> this is wild. So at least you don't have that with with some of the athleticism that you get from uh, from a twenty four year old. <laughs> Who's coming right. up in the MLB? I mean, Reynolds. Reynolds looks. He looks good, minus the facial hair, which is atrocious. Oof. Yeah. How'd you How'd you like my little uh, wordplay here? <laughs> I had written nice stash, <laughs> and then I changed it on you at the last second, so you wouldn't. <laughs> no, it, like, like you know, he walked up to the plate, and I was like, oh, oh buddy. Oh, I <laughs> hope is, you lost a bet. Oh man, that is not a good look. Or. I hope that there's some story out there that's like, yeah, I'm going to keep my mustache until I'm under 300. <laughs> under 300 batting average. You got 50 points to go, my boy. I, I have to say that giving giving away like a Three Musketeers style stick-on facial hair would be a good promo for the Pirates. That would be a good promo for Brian Reynolds. Yeah. Maybe. Brian Reynolds night. Uh, would you... So here's the question. Would you own him in uh, our home league? Speaking as the guy who does own him, in speaking our as the guy who does own him, <laughs> and what to the guy you know conceivably, him? what would you give to own him? Oh, oh, that's an interesting question. Uh, I mean, this is the sell high point, right? All right, if there's anything to sell, I, I think, I mean, I, I think there's something to sell. Like they're gonna play him all the time. They're playing him like three out of every four nights. So yeah, there's at least there's at least one DMP every week. I consider that to be basically all the time. <laughs> That's, this is not this is TGFBI just not enough at bats. <laughs> really? How many at bats is he averaging in a week? No, I'm I'm kidding. No, oh. I'm just in terms of my team, my team, which is like <laughs> give me all the at bats possible. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> uh. What would I give you for him? I mean, Corey Dickerson. <laughs> right. Yeah. Would you rather have him or Corey Dickerson? That's, a, that's an interesting question, actually. I mean, 
Dickerson is so sporadic, but clearly has more power. Uh, and I, I just really worry about that average evaporating with yeah, Reynolds. And, and it will. And he could get sent down when that happens. I don't know if he's going to get sent down. All right. Who are we covering this week? I'd like to uh, go back to the Nationals outfield and look at Victor Robles. I'm in. Another trip down to the... <laughs> to Washington. See you later. <laughs> it's more like another question of like, here's a guy that I have no idea what his future value is. Uh, yeah, I know how that goes. All right, time for a little housekeeping. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter, Fantasy Tools, Mind the Z. Thank you, Mild Manor, for letting us use your tunes. Be sure to follow them on SoundCloud and Facebook. Feel free to email us with questions or comments. Send us messages at fantasy.tools at gmail.com. Again, mind the Z. All I've got left is, worst of luck to you, buddy. Worst of luck to you, too. Yeah.